Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California, subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois. From the halls of assembly, you'll hear us scream and shout. Our love of Indiana is manic and devout. Everything I do, we discuss in unique manner. We won't be satisfied until we hang another banner. Us two goofy guys go by names of Ward and Eric. And as you probably know by now, we're Hoosier Hysterics. Hoosier Hysterics. Hoosier Hysterics. Hello, Ward. Hi, Eric. Did you see I threw some mustard on it? Yeah, that's why I really kept mine tight. Yeah, yours was abrupt, almost felt curt, to be honest with you. Almost felt like you did not want to be here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, I always want to be here. <laughs> <laughs> I hope the sarcasm comes across on both the audio and the video podcast. Um, how you doing, man? Uh, I'm not not too bad. I can't complain. We survived Legoland. So that was oh. really, you know, not for sure that we'd make it home alive, but we did. Yeah. And we had two real happy kids as a result. So huzzah. Well done. Uh, you know, I, I, I've had uh, I've done some work travel, was down in San Diego, had a terrible bathroom incident at a at a at a restaurant down in San Diego. I mean, I don't want to get into the graphic details, but let's just say I took out three people from my staff. Wait, One of them, what including Holly. What do you mean took out? We went to a restaurant. I took them oh, out for dinner. Oh, I thought you meant like you took. Like I killed back. them? Like like the dump you took was so bad. Like they they passed out because they were in proximity. Well, no, but we went to a really nice restaurant. It was great. And then as I drove and as we're getting the car on the way out, you know, I hand the valet ticket and we're waiting for the car. And I realize I am not going to make it back to the hotel. So I said to Holly, uh, I got to go back in there. I'll see you guys in a minute. And I walked this like walk of shame back to the entrance of the restaurant. And right as I got to the door, it was probably like 40 feet away from them. I just turned back as if like, I was going away for a long journey and I just wanted to see them one more time. One last look. <laughs> yeah. And so I went in and it was awful. I mean, just, just atrocious. Sure. Sure. And I texted Holly, don't wait for me take the car. I don't know how long I'm going to be here. Save yourself. Save yourselves. And she did. She did <laughs> not put up much resistance. And I was there for like 45 minutes to an hour and took an Uber back and then didn't even make it up to the hotel room, had to go to the hotel lobby bathroom. 
It was, I think it's key lime pie. I think it was the key lime pie that put me over the top. You know, it might have been in this particular case, but having been with you when one of these incidences take place and having heard several other stories, I'm starting to think it's not the food. I'm starting to think it's you. Yeah, no, I got issues. I, I've got real issues. But you know who doesn't have issues? The people that sponsor us. Because we are, as always, powered by... CommunityCars.com you know, as the music fades out, I just got to tell you, yesterday I went and got a car wash. Uh-huh. That thing looks brand new. Oh. I mean, it just looks so good. And I, I was driving this car all over the place. We drove it up to Sequoia National Forest recently, drove it down to San Diego twice in the last two weeks and back. Yeah. It's just the most comfortable car. And every time I'm in it, I'm like, yeah, sure. Chevy, Chevrolet deserves credit. So does Cheney barking at whatever's happening at the front door. He wants but Chevrolet too. clearly deserves credit. But you know who else deserves credit? Community cars. The people who gave it to you, the people, the people who sold it to you at a very reasonable fair price, and they couldn't have made the process any more easier because I know you hate doing paperwork, and the way they sent that paperwork with all the little stickers showing you exactly where to sign so you didn't have to read that you were, in fact, not giving away your firstborn because you can trust community cars. Just sign on the dotted line, and they'll take care of the rest. Sign on the line which is dotted. That's a line from Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Okay. All right. Get right. them to sign on the line, which is dotted. Alec Baldwin. And what's his character's name? Oh, God. That's a great question. Do you know? No, I don't. All one of the greatest scenes in movie history. Uh, it's one of those ones when you're like watching a scene from a bad acting class and that like that's this that's that's the monologue everybody picks. Oh, okay, but you're not saying that that was bad acting in the movie. No, it's not only incredible acting, the writing is just as good and it's, it's just this once in a generation type everybody's like I want to act that scene so bad. So they do. They act it badly. Badly. Yeah, right. <laughs> By the way, did you know little known fact? Mm. Obviously Glengarry Glenn Ross written by David Mamet, one of the what would you say? One of the top three modern American playwrights. Definitely the angriest. Yeah, but he's he's great. I mean, there's great, great plays in his in his resume. I performed sexual perversity in Chicago. Uh, uh, I performed sexual perversity. In Chicago. No, just, uh, <laughs> just uh, all right. Anyway, I did. I did at IU with Happy yeah. Anderson, another great actor. And uh, Wolf Sherrill directed us up in the Black Box Theater, the old T-300. But I got to say, I think Mamet's a great writer. I think he's a terrible director. Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, he did not direct. And yes, that's why I'm that talking movie... about his plays. I'm just saying he's a great playwright. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I don't know when you say modern, like I think modern for you and I, we're still stuck in the 90s because that's when we were like doing theater. But well, I was thinking like the last 50 years. Uh, who, who else would you put in there? Neil Simon, William Shakespeare. <laughs> Does he is he not is he not an American playwright of the last fifty years? I'll be honest, Ward. I can't name you five playwrights of the last fifty years. I can't do it. Yeah, no, it's it's uh, it's definitely not something that you're seeing on the Pig's message boards. No, uh, but anyway, 
David Mamet wrote Glengarry Glen Ross for the stage. Mm -hmm. And then when they turned it into a movie, he thought it was needing something. And he wrote the Alec Baldwin character. That does not exist in the play. Good for him. He probably had a good director telling him it needed that scene. All right. Anyway, my point is, I don't have a point, but I love community cars. And driving the car, I... I enjoy driving the car more because of how easy and great of an experience it was to get it. I actually want to get rid of the car and get a new one just so I can go through the experience again. How about that? And and like, like in Glengarry Glen Ross, at the end, where Kevin Spacey says to Jack Lemmon, Shelley the Machine Levine, mm-hmm. who is excited that he just made a big sale to these, to these people, this husband and wife, and Kevin Spacey says to him, Shelley, they just like to talk to salespeople. <laughs> and I feel like that's what I am now with community cars. I just like to talk to salespeople in community cars. But you actually bought one. You know, yes. you, that's that's the difference. And when you buy it from that place, from those people, from that family, it's just, it just feels good all the way around. They're, they're a part of the IU community, and it just feels like you're keeping it in the family, and they treat you that way. I have to be honest with you. Every time you start to go on a run about community cars, I am just hoping <laughs> that it just does not land. It was. <laughs> Thanks for that. Oh, man. Good to know you're in my corner. <laughs> no, I just, you know, it's happened before and it kills me. And so I just want to know, like, is this the takeoff's always really good? But what's is he going into the Bermuda Triangle on this one? But you you were tight on these. You were Short tight and sweet, on baby. These. Short and sweet. <laughs> All right, we've got big announcements to make. Let's let's get firing away. As everybody knows, we've been promoting the huge weekend of events, August 19th and 21st in Bloomington, HoosierFantasyExperience.com. But we've got big announcements to make. On Twitter, just a couple days ago, we announced that we had a generous supporter step up to the plate for the golf experience. The golf experience had cost $5,000 for a foursome and $1,500 for an individual. This generous supporter making a contribution to support NIL efforts said, you know what? I'll subsidize a few spots for you guys to give away. If people want to contribute 500 for this amazing golf experience where you're going to get paired with a current IU coach or a former IU player at the foul course, if they'll pay 500, I'll cover the rest, the other thousand. So we are amassing a list of people and we're going to do a drawing. Here's how to enter. Tell us that you'll pay the 500. We'll put you in the list. We'll do the drawing and we'll contact you. Here's how to get hold of us. DM us on Twitter at Hoosier Hysterics for the hysterics. No E, no I. But But the the sometimes sometimes why? Slide into our DMs, people. That's right. Slide into our DMs there. You can private message us on Peaks. Uh, I'm all over the board, so feel free to send me a private message. Or easiest way, email us. Hoosier Hysterics, with all the vowels, at gmail.com. Hoosier Hysterics at gmail.com. Email us that you're in to pay the 500. We'll put you in the drawing. We'll select a few people. And uh, hopefully we'll do that probably by the end of this week and select some winners there. So amazing opportunity. On the heels of that, because we had such great traction. But wait, another. But wait, there's more. Yes, but wait, there's more. Another supporter saw that and said, hey, you know what? I'll help with some slots 
at the fantasy camp. Mm. Mm. So the fantasy camp, as we know, it's an expensive premium event. It costs $3,999 is the price. There's no way I'd be doing it if, you know, I wasn't a part of it. Right. There are a couple slots left. And I shouldn't say a couple. There's a few slots left. And, and look, we have some elasticity where we can make it a little bit more if we need to. But this supporter came in and said, listen, I want to do for the fantasy camp what you're doing with golf. So it's normally $39.99. Guess what? We're going to do a drawing, not for $34.99, $500 off, not for $29.99, which would be $1,000 off, not for $24.99, which would be $1,500 off. What? Or not for $19.99, that would be $2,000 off. How is this possible? He is subsidizing us to give away a couple spots at the bargain basement price of $1,500, a $24.99 discount. Unreal. So it, we're going to do this. We'll, we'll let this stay open for a week. Again, the fantasy camp is August 19th to the 21st. If you are willing to spend $1,500, you can enter this drawing. By the way, you only spend if you get selected, of course. Right. We will do the same thing. DM us at Twitter at Hoosier Hysterics. No E or no I in the hysterics. DM or private message me on Peaks or email us. Please email us at Hoosier Hysterics at gmail.com. Hoosier Hysterics at gmail.com. That you are willing to spend the 1500 This generous supporter that remain wants to remain anonymous gets uh, will subsidize the rest. We'll give a couple spots away, and you get to be part of the fantasy camp. You get to play basketball at Assembly Hall. Ward, what else do you get to do? Uh, you know, you get to be a part of a weekend that people will be talking about for the rest of their lives. This is one where you, the way you had the incredible experience at the last fantasy camp and you still won't shut up about it. The way people came to the inaugural Fan Fest last year and just had the time of their life, memories with their children, with their family that they're still talking about, that we're putting it all into this weekend, along with the golf, you know, the youth camp now open to young young boys as well. It's just you get into town, or you're in town already, and you show up at these events, and you know every single other person there loves IU just like you do. You're all there not only to participate in such a fun celebration, but you're also supporting the programs you love so much. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And the idea that we're going to be able to give away a couple spots at $1,500 when the price is usually $39.99 is just awesome. So thank you to this anonymous contributor and who is supporting NIL efforts, which is what this money goes to. And uh, if you're willing to step up at 1500 for this incredible weekend of experiences, you will not regret it. So DM us, private message us, email us at HoosierHysterics at gmail.com. Quick question. Yes, Ward. You said we had a couple slots left. Then you stopped yourself and, and said, no, I, I should say we have a few slots left. You see this dollar I'm holding up right here? Yes. Okay, I won this from my eight-year-old son because mm. he claimed that a couple – didn't mean two. And I said, no, no, a couple is two. Yes. And, uh, and then if you're talking about three, four, five, six, you say a few. He goes, no, dad, no. A couple means like, like you know, se several. Well, you, like, your, no. your son needs to switch schools. Yeah. So I looked it up and, and it said, you know, a couple pairing, blah, blah, blah. But then when I got down to like the fourth definition, it said 
it used to be a little more general. It used to be a little bit it like a couple did mean a few. And as we know, Porter is really up on his historical uh, English lexicon. Well, I read the first three definitions, a couple, a pairing of two people, romantic partners, blah, 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 all that stuff. And then I just left off the fourth one. I didn't want there to be any gray area. Well, I mean, but let's be honest, a couple, a couple means two. It is a couple. That's so, what by the way, I, I will. Saying. I will argue with you on a few. A few is three. No, a few is not three. A few is three. Several is four to seven. No, no. Yeah, a, a few could be. It's all relative, right? Because if you're talking about, well, you know, how many, how many people out of this whole party are coming, coming back to my house for the after party? Well, a few. It's, there's a yeah. I mean, look, you're right. It says a small number of. I always think of a few as three. That's how I do it. And then I think of several as four to seven. I need parameters for my words. <laughs> All right. Well, and, then, just... and by the way, so a couple is two, a few is three, several is four to seven, and then eight on is a shit ton of people. Yeah. Or shit just ton, a shit, shit ton. Shit, shit ton. load, shit load. Shit load, shit ton, interchangeable. Great. All right. Let's talk about recruiting. We shot this yesterday, mm -hmm. but a lot has happened in 24 hours. Yep. So we're going to do it again. And I've got some new drip on. I got some new drip. See this? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. What do you notice about this? What strikes you about this outfit board? Well, it's the top button that's buttoned. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? That's what the kids do. I think you're not a kid, Eric. It's the most insulting thing you've ever said to me. <laughs> Look, from a maturity standpoint, you're absolutely juvenile. Yeah, well, fair. You okay. think this looks better? Well, look, I think, honestly, maybe the thing to do is just turn off the video. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Let's talk about recruiting. Okay. A lot has happened, and let's recap it. Last week was Peach Jam and guys playing all over the country. We had Jamie Kaiser playing in Seal Beach near us. Mm -hmm. We had guys playing at the Peach Jam like Deshaun, uh, Harris Smith that were going hard for. Arrington Page was uh, injured, so he didn't play. TJ Power was playing in the Peach Jam. We had young guys playing around the Peach Jam for the 2025 class. A lot of 24s playing. A helicopter landing in my backyard, if you can hear that. Uh, and Xavier Booker playing up in uh, Wisconsin. So let's let's just recap. Clearly, Jamie Kaiser is number one priority. He is one yep. A. Yep. And he completed his official visit. What will be yesterday? Right. Here's what I hear about the visit. Went well. He's not a kid who like emotes a lot, so he's a little bit of a tough read. But it's pretty clear that it's down to us in Maryland. Okay. Maryland does have a hometown advantage. He grew up around that area. The yep. pitch there, obviously, is that his parents can come watch him pretty easily, yeah. you know. Um, but we made our best. We put our best foot forward. Guys like uh, the the guy that's going to be on our show today went to dinner with him. Like mm -hmm. there's there's we've got a lot of good stuff to show him. And Woody does what Woody does. So we will see how that goes. But he clearly is one A. Yeah. Um, one look, B. Look, before we move on from that. Yeah. Maryland. Yeah. Maryland, like there's a few schools that get in my craw with that they get in all of our craw but like 2001 is a wound that will never heal yeah not to mention 2002 when we lost to them in the title game the 2001 2002 season 
fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, I I do go back at like when I'm looking teams up when we're doing research for an interview, and I'm always I'm always not sure what to like put for Wikipedia. I'm totally with you. I get so confused. Is it the 2001 team or the 2002 team? Yeah, yeah. So I always I think you always use the year that the championship was played. Yeah, and and that's what I I try to do. But sometimes I know it's like. Oh, it's it was is that and obviously that's like an iconic season, but nobody wants to say the oh one oh two season. I know you're right. It's why football has it. Uh, I'm sorry, baseball has it figured out. They do start in April, finish in October. It's the year. There's no straddling two years, so that math idiots like us can't figure out what <laughs> year we're talking about. But I and then Ward, do you also do this? We're like somebody played from 2001 to 2005. You're like, wait a minute, what is that? Does that mean that they played five years or four? Yes, yes, it is. And it's like, just just, just go five minus one and you've got your answer. But when you're talking about years, it gets confusing. And it's why I didn't take finite. You did and didn't do well in it. It was awful. Yeah. All right. So 1A is is Jamie Kaiser. And we know where that's at. It sounds like it's a 50-50 battle right now for Jamie Kaiser. Okay. 1B, which is a little bit weird, is TJ Power. They love TJ Power. They want TJ Power. But TJ Power blew up. And Duke mm-hmm. and North Carolina and UCLA and all the big boys are in that one now. But we're not wilting from the fight. So we'll see. I mean, the truth is, I just don't think there's anything to get excited about with TJ Power unless he says he's going to visit Indiana, which he hasn't said yet. Right. That's why I'm not excited about it yet. And as all these big dogs have gotten the fight, I just started to let him go. Not because I don't have faith in our staff and what our university presents, but if you can't get him on campus and like it's 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 here's here's what bothers me is that it's a reset at Duke. And I know they've got the legacy and they've got incredible talent there that just ended with Coach K's reign. It just kills me that Davis did so well with North Carolina in the tournament and got him to the title game because it was kind of it could have been this reset, right, where we're roughly on equal footing. Hey, we've got Woody. He's amazing. Those two guys are new, too. I, I, I now that Davis has done that, it's like, damn, damn, those guys, those guys are still going to get more guys than they're not. And let's not forget. Duke's got Nike money yeah, and they've got Nike executives as their GM. North Carolina's got Michael Jordan and Jordan brand and all that. Mm. And as long as those two things are what they are and how big money plays into everything right now, they just have some natural advantages that are going to cause us to have an uphill battle against them. Uh, I think you're right. Like we were all hoping for this great reset. And for North Carolina, it didn't happen because of the run they made. And for Duke, it hasn't happened yet clearly hasn't coached a game yet but they did such a good job of locking up incredible recruiting before Shashevsky left that this guy looks like he's got the best recruiting classes in the country for the next couple of years locked in it's crazy it almost it does amplify his pressure because there are no excuses and and the window of time he has to prove his chops as a coach is is very small because they're not going to be like, what? You, you've got five stars all over the place. What's the problem here? Right. And they're not going to be like, well, no, but he's got five national championships or however many Shashevsky has. Like, so we can give him a couple down years. No, no, no. There is no down year. 
you can't yeah. have a step back. Yeah, um, I hope he fails miserably. Me too, big time. Just, just, <laughs> just banana peels all over the place. Um, Deshaun Harris-Smith is... Deshaun Harris-Smith and Arrington Page are, are you know, two, two A and two B. They're mm-hmm. going after a big man. They're going after Deshaun Harris-Smith. Part of the reason they're going after Deshaun Harris-Smith is because our guest today is so good that who knows how long he'll be there. And yeah, so they want a, more guard help. A blessing and a curse. A blessing and a curse. And it's like, yeah, great, great problem to have. Um, but if if that, in fact, is going to be a problem next year, it needs to be remedied immediately. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm with you. Uh, but let's talk about some of the really interesting things that have happened in recruiting in the last, let's call it, 72 hours or so. Xavier Booker, which has oh, been – one of the most controversial <laughs> recruiting stories to follow. I've been fairly vocal on it, although I've tried to be somewhat quiet on it. But he recently, just a couple of days ago, released his top schools list. Ten. He put ten schools on his top schools list. Really narrowed it down for us. Yeah, that's not a list. That's like a car game where you go around and say, okay, you got 30 seconds. How many schools can you name? Like, that's what that is. And he just spewed out a bunch of schools. Here's the thing. He ain't coming to Indiana. He ain't coming to Indiana. And you know what? I'm fine with it. Mm -hmm. I'm totally fine with it. Because actions speak louder than words. And our actions as a a program have been, we don't want him that badly. Fine. Let's move on. That's all. I, I, I want that recruitment to just end so people stop talking about it. And I want him to go to Michigan State so we can just roll him when we play him. That's what I want to do. I have a lot of faith in how our staff evaluates talent. You know, we we have seen the evidence of this since Kenya really got rolling and then the rest of the staff came in. It's just like, okay, these these guys, and now that they've had this extra year, uh, well, first year, a year with Woody, they really know what he's looking for, what he wants. And so I feel like they're all connected in a way where that that if this guy was a priority, you know, we would we would know we like he was a priority ward. He would been he would have been a priority. Yeah, it, it's it would be it per, terrible secrets are kept, you know, that this is a, a when it's an in-state kid who blew up the charts like he did, you know, it's everybody knows because they all live in that state and they all follow this stuff so closely how bad a program and a staff is going after a kid. And for those still wringing their hands about that not being a priority because of the recruiting rankings that just jumped them 95 spots, well, look at the other big programs that were interested and have backed away. That's right. North Carolina didn't recruit him. Duke Duke took a look and backed away. Kentucky never got involved. Kansas never got involved. That says a lot. And I will say this. It also gives me faith in our program. I'm going to choose to have faith in our program that they weren't swayed by, you know, Brian Snow clones ranking the guy higher than he was three months ago. Like they know what they want. They know the kind of player that they want. He apparently didn't fit the bill. And that's where it's at. So the hell with it. Move on. This is where it's at. Woody's like, I want a player that does this and that. I'm looking for these kind of players. And the staff is like, what about this guy? What about this guy? And Woody can tell watching a guy for five minutes 
more than a Brian Snow clone can probably do so in a lifetime. You know, the it's, idea of a Brian Snow clone, by the way, like an army of Brian Snow clones, is the scariest thought in the world. It's the stuff of nightmares. <laughs> can you imagine? Can you imagine 150 Brian clone snows like coming after you? Bri- Slow, Bri- slowly. I I thought for a second you said Brian Snow cones. <laughs> Yeah, I probably did. Well, it's 150 Brian Snow clones eating, eating snow 150. Clones. <laughs> <laughs> All right. One more major recruiting story. The oh, other yeah. really interesting recruiting story that's been going on is there is a kid who plays in Kokomo. Oh. Came to Indiana, came to Indiana through, I believe, the A Hope program run by Mark Adams, Connections to Indiana Elite. One of the great all-time names, Flory Badunga. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it, but that's how I'd like to pronounce it. Kokomo boy, right down the street. Look, the word is that this kid's a 2024 kid, and if he's not the number one kid in the class, then then LeBron James is in the class. You know, I mean, that's how good people are saying he is. I asked somebody recently that is in the know. I go, it seems like he's got a game like Oscar Shibwe who, you know, was college player of the year for, for Kentucky. And what I heard immediately was he's further along than Oscar was at that age. Wow. I mean, he is a beast. And there's been a lot of talk that like that recruitment was closed because of some connections to whatever. Yeah. Indiana made him an official scholarship offer today. I don't think Woody is in the business of just wasting time. Yeah, I like there. There's enough communication and a vibe between parties that I I don't think Indiana makes that offer if they don't think there's a real chance. If they don't think there's a path to have a fighting chance, yeah. And so they're going for him. They're going for him hard, and I love it. Yeah. I absolutely love it. So that one's going to be really interesting to follow. Uh, you are always on me about the Sicily and Harrelson. Uh, they have official visits coming up. I'm sorry, not official visits, I don't think. Unofficial. They're too young for officials. Okay, so unofficial visits next week, uh, back-to-back. So, look, we are – they are really the first kids of the Woody era where Woody is getting in early with them and building a relationship and showing love early. These are the kids he's going for. They're both from Indiana. He wants both of them. Purdue wants both of them. Harrelson is going to be wanted by everybody in the country. Yeah, like Duke and North Carolina and Kansas and Kentucky, they're going to go for him. And Sicily's going to get a ton of offers as well. But we're going to find out how this staff has the staying power with a kid that they or kids that they need to stay on for a couple of years. And I'm really curious to just watch that go in the future. I'm more focused right now on. This 2023 class is key. Jamie Kaiser is the key to it. He's kind of the linchpin. I do think we're going to be aggressive in the transfer portal going after a big because we're going to lose race and trace. And although we have Malik and Logan, I think they will want next year a veteran big man on the team uh, that's played a lot. When you talk about the long-term recruitments, and it's just what he's been in here a year, you know, we, we haven't been able to see that purely for that and to me we're like well clearly he can he can he can close on a a short recruitment he's done really well with that transfer portal or recruits you know who decided oh the coach left where I was gonna go where am I gonna go now great but everything you hear about Woody 
from people who knew him growing up to his time at IU to his time in the NBA. There's so much love and affection for that man and respect. I just can't imagine the longer you know him, that the more you love him. And that for these kids who are all in-state kids, and look, we know the game has changed. We know at least we've got to look pretty hard at everybody east of the Mississippi, you know, and with the staff we have with the, the Southern roots, with the DMV roots of our coaching staff, that that we've got that all pretty much locked down. You know, maybe... We'll see what happens in the Northeast. But to get Indiana kids who are excellent, who are five stars, high four stars, and look, Booker, it's 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 been a weird situation, so we're going to put that off to the side. But these three kids who not only could potentially come in towards the end of, of Woody's run, if he decides, hey, I, just, I gave you six great years and I'm ready to ride off into the sunset, these guys could help him finish so strong and set up the program on a trajectory like John Shire sitting on down right now in, in, in Duke. Yeah, and with Badunga, and I don't want to get too carried away on that because a lot needs to play out there, but all the reports are that that is the kind of kid that takes you from a good team to a national championship level team. If you've got the right pieces around him, I mean, he's just an absolute beast. I mean, in the same way that Kentucky was not a good team and they went out and got Oscar Shibway, he was college player of the year and thank God they lost early in the tournament, but going into the tournament, people thought they were a national championship contending team. What were they a two seed? I believe in the I tournament. I, I think I, so. I just totally redact them on sure. all my brackets. I don't even want to look at the name. But if you're talking about a kid who can have that level of impact, you got to go for him and you got to go hard for him. And they're already going harder for him than they did for Xavier Booker in his senior year. That's the thing. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm super excited to talk to our guest today. We had him on once before, but never as a Hoosier. Here comes our guest. Here comes our guest. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, he's back. But last time he was here, he he wasn't. A Hoosier yet, officially, he wasn't on campus. This is going to be the first time we get to talk to this guy as an Indiana Hoosier. Eric, who is it? And the first time we get to talk to him under his new title of Hoosier Hysterics Ambassador. Most most importantly. (laughs) One of the first ever to be the Hoosier Hysterics Ambassador. Listen, this guy needs no introduction, but we're going to give him one anyway. This guy's so good, I'm smoking a cigar for this, this conversation. That's how good this is. Five-star recruit, one of the top 25 players in the country. He won the national championship in high school basketball playing for Mount Verde recently, led his team as the twice. twice. He did twice. it twice. This, this year as the true leader of the team, not an easy job keeping all that top talent happy, and he did it. He also is the best recruiter in the country because he helped get us Malik Renault. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we are talking to none other. Then the newest Hoosier, who we can't wait to see play in just a few short months. Please welcome Hoosier Hysterics Ambassador, Jalen Hood Shafino. Oh, no. And that was a wonderful introduction. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Before we get into anything, how the hell are you? I'm great, man. Great. Enjoy. Mm-hmm. How are you? So what's it been like these first couple months? Oh, it's really just been a grind. You know, anyone who knows how it is during the summer session, working out almost all day, and you have class. 
Um, right now, we can only be on the court like a certain amount of time and be in the weight room a certain amount of time, but still just being in there, getting your individual work in, doing the recovery stuff. It's just been great being around the guys, you know, learning from the coaches and everything. It's, it's honestly been, you know, a blessing. And it's been How does it feel to be a Hoosier? I mean, it feels great. Like being here, like I said, just the everyday grind, you know, practicing, uh, individual workouts, being in the weight room and just interacting with everyone, you know, even around campus. It's just, it's, it's just great, honestly. It feels really Do you Do you feel like, I mean, you've only been there two months, but do you feel like you are starting to understand where things are? Like, do you, is it still overwhelming or do you have a pretty good sense of just being settled in at this point? Yeah, like I feel like really comfortable. I feel like I know my way around the town. Now, at first, when I first got down here in June, like I knew where some places were, but I wasn't, you know, like for sure, like where everything was. But now just driving every day and just, you know, being around the, you know, town of Bloomington, I'm, I'm pretty comfortable. And, and you're getting in with, obviously it's a grind for you, but the campus has this kind of laid back vibe to it right now. I mean, and, and I think you, are there, what kind of classes are going on? Are you, are you hitting the books at all? Or is it just basketball prep work at this point? We have class as well. Um, we took two classes this summer. We actually just finished today. Um, yeah, we actually had two online classes, so we didn't have to go physically. So we just, you know, went to the cl- in a classroom, you know, the four freshmen and just kind of did our work and then, you know, get on with our day. What what were the classes? What did we take? The first class was like, uh, it was called Mega Sports. And then the second class was Living Well. Mega Sports? Yeah, it was like, honestly, the whole class was like talking about some of the Olympics and pretty much just how the Olympics, you know, impacted, you know, certain countries and kind of like the benefits and kind of the negative effects of, you know, hosting the Olympics. In your Living Well class, that's what you said the name of it was, Living Well, do you just walk into that class and go, I'm doing it. I'm living well. Give me an A. Feels pretty good. Can I just get to the end? (laughs) We don't have to physically go, like, to the teacher. It's like a one class. So we're going to, you know, low, like, our academic advisor. We go in there. We'll take the class online. And honestly, it was a good class because it's talking about, like, your, you know, emotional well-being, social well-being. Oh, I like that. Thing. So you know, I'm big on like mental health and just, you know, learning about your you know wellness. So it, it was a good class. You know, there's a question I've been wanting to, to talk to you about either off camera or on, but we're going to do it on. Um, you know, it's no secret. You played at Mount Verde, which is filled with top talent. I mean, you had guys that are playing. I don't know how many guys were on your team that that either went to play power five division one or will, but it's probably what, like 10 guys that will, will end up having like power five scholarships, but, and and you're living away from home. Then clearly now you're at Indiana. It is a different level of basketball overall. Can you sense a different level being on the court with the guys that you're on the grind of working out with cliff, the nutritional plan, all that. Can you tell a difference between Bloomington and Mount Verde? I get this question a lot. Like people ask me, like, how's your transition been? What's the difference? And of course, like college is way different from high school. But I can say my verd being there and you know how intense it was there, it definitely helped me. And I'll speak for Malik too, it definitely helped us and kind of gave us an advantage. Cause when we came down here, we kinda already knew what to expect. Um, like just some of the terminology, some of the you know, principles that you know the coaches have here, we kinda, you know, already accustomed to. So but being down here, honestly, it's definitely different. You know, it's more intense. The game's faster. You know, guys are, you know, obviously older and, you know, have experience in playing. So, but in a way, it's almost easier because the guys know how to play. They're older. You know, they communicate. Mm. 
it, it kind of just helps you as a player. It helps your game. It makes you look better. So, no, it, it's been a great tra- transition, honestly. What's something cool you've learned about the game, or at least playing the game at IU and for Coach Woodson? You know, on the court, this thing happened, and you're like, oh, all right, that's another tool in the tool belt. A lot of things, really, just, um, just like, um, for me, I would say just, I mean, to be honest, like, I don't mean to, like, toot my own horn, but I feel like my basketball understanding and my IQ is pretty high, so a lot of things I do, like, the coaches, you know, really tell me, like, I'm pretty ahead of, you know, a lot of people because, you know, just the way I see the game, how I'm able to, you know, deliver the ball to my teammates and everything, so, you know, honestly, the biggest thing is just learning some of the, you know, defensive principles, just learning how everyone's playing and everything, so that's, like, the main thing, really. Well, and that's, I'm sorry, that's something that Coach Woodson, he's so known for, and particularly last season, he had to install that system from from scratch. And all those guys who'd been learning under a, d- a different system had to switch over. But now with some of those older guys, just anybody who was there last year, how much are you learning about the defensive principles from the coaching staff compared to your fellow players? Uh. I mean, Coach Wilson's big on defense. That's probably his main thing. So, and me, I would like to say I'm, you know, a defensive guy. So, you know, just learning from Coach Wilson and him emphasizing the importance of playing defense and then, you know, Indiana having, you know, one of the best defenses, uh, I think it's good. And it's going to be good this year. We have, you know, more players. You know, we got some, you know, good freshmen coming in. So we're going to have a lot of legs and we're able to, you know, defend and, you know, play really aggressive. Look, we knew this within five minutes of talking to you uh, the first time that you have a level of maturity that you know, the truth is Ward and I don't have. Nope. So, and we're, you know, 30 <laughs> years your senior. But um, it, whenever you, you go into a, a college, a, a university, a Division One program, there's a lot placed on juniors and seniors to be leaders, you know, and kind of, and, and help the, the new players just understand how things are done here. Has there been one or two players that's kind of taken you under their wing or that you look to when you have a question about something? Are there are there one or two guys specifically that stand out to you in that regard? Um, so like all of our older guys, like I would say all of them really, like there's not like one specific guy. I think we have older guys who are, you know, good in different areas and are leaders, you know, in different ways. Like some of them are more vocal, some of them lead more by example. So I would say our older older guys have been great. You know, they, you know, tell you what you need to do. If you have any questions they're always there to you know help you in anything and i think we just have you know a good team like we bond well we have really good chemistry and you know we hold each other accountable which i think that's why we'll be you know very successful this year i mean it's just got to be fun right like even the work's got to be fun in the summertime i feel like maybe there's a little less distraction with less students around are you guys able to have you gone fishing with the guys? You go out to eat. What What are you guys doing to build chemistry and rapport off the court? Yeah, like you said, it's the summertime, so it's not really too much to do. It's pretty quiet. It's not that many students not here. So, you know, during the week, we're working hard, grinding hard on the weekends, you know. Um, you know, I know me and the freshmen, a couple other guys, we'll go to church with our shrimp coach, Coach Cliff. We'll mm-hmm. go fish with them. Um, sometimes the whole team will, you know, go bowling, you know, go out to eat. Just try to find ways, you know, bond together and just, you know, build, you know, build that trust and uh, chemistry, like I said. So, are you a good bowler? I, I would say I'm a good bowler, to be honest. I'm pretty good. Like, what will you score? What will you shoot? Like, what will the game be? What would you score in a game of bowling? Uh, last time I played, I had like one, I was like 180, 180 something. 
That's really good. Yeah, that's really yeah. good. Somebody who doesn't <laughs> bowl all the time. I'm a little inconsistent. Okay. Yeah. Are you competitive? Do you get competitive in bowling? Like, do you want to beat the guys? I'm very competitive in anything I do, honestly. So I hate losing in anything. So definitely competitive. You know, got to talk a little bit. You know, just just to get the game fired up a little bit. You know. I'm I'm guessing when you guys go in there, you all go towards the end of the rack where the biggest, heaviest balls are with the largest finger holes, right? You know, every, being basketball players, we all big, got some big hands. Yeah. My problem at a bowling alley is that my fingers are too fat for the six and eight pound balls that I want to throw. Those are made for kids, but they don't realize I'm weak and I need a small ball. They don't have the small, the big fat finger, lightweight ball. That's what I need. That's what I need in bowling. I think I have to get you a specialized ball. That's right. I got to get a custom <laughs> ball. Um, look, one of the things we were so excited about with you coming in and Xavier coming back was when you look around college basketball, the teams that win tend to have really good backcourts, not just one person, but multiple people. And truthfully, it's been a while since Indiana has had some depth at that position. And I was just personally, one of the things I'm most excited about to see in the season is just seeing how you guys play together. How has it been being on the court with X, who clearly has played a lot of high-end Division One basketball? He's, you know, a senior who's got a lot of experience coming back for his fifth year. W- what's the relationship there been like? It's been good. Um, you know, I knew X, you know, when he was at Pitt. You know, I'm from Pittsburgh. I'm a Pittsburgh guy, so I knew him a little bit, talked to him a little bit. So, um, like you said, him being an older guy, him having that experience, I was actually happy he came back because I knew – me getting IU being a freshman, you know, it, it's tough. So I knew that was going to be good to have somebody to, you know, you know, be in that position. You know, another point guard who has the experience, he know what to expect. He can kind of help me and guide me, guide me a little bit. So, you know, X is a good player, you know, good point guard. He's really fast, able to get his teammates involved. And then me, you know, me, I have a high, high basketball IQ. I can play with anybody on the floor. So I think it's going to be fun to watch this year. We talked about defense, but to stay now on the offensive side, what, what are you guys – I think we're all really intrigued on what the the new look Indiana offense will be, you know, and, and I'm wondering what you're seeing out there. What, what's a lot of um, what's working, you know, particularly like w- when you're trying to get it down to trace, he's coming up. Like what's some of the actions you guys are running without giving away too yeah, many Without giving out the way the playbook. <laughs> yeah. Right now, coach Wilson's kind of just been letting us play kind of, you know, just free playing. But honestly, this year we have a lot of weapons offensively. Like, we have a lot of weapons. Uh, starting with the backcourt, like me and X, that's you know, that's a really good backcourt. His experience, and then you know my playmaking ability, um, and then you know obviously big guys, Trace Race, the Malik. Uh, we got Miller. You can shoot the ball. Uh, Caleb and CJ. Don't sleep on them. Two freshmen. You know Caleb is gonna be really good for us. You know he's you know he's getting better. CJ's getting better as well. So the list goes on. We have a lot of guys who are gonna be able to step up this year, and offensively, you know we're, we're gonna be pretty good. Has anybody uh, surprised you in, in in a positive way where you're like, look, I knew he was good, but I didn't know he was going to be this good. Anything like that on the court? Um, Like I said, I feel like everyone I've seen so far and you know, everyone's, you know, proved, you know, that they could play obviously at this level. Um, Definitely ju- just seeing uh probably Caleb CJ in person. Like I haven't really seen them play ever. I've seen them over film, but getting to see them play in person, you know, they're good. Um, Coming from high school is obviously a big jump, so they still got some improvement to do. But, you know, I think they show, show flashes of, you know, being really good players and, you know, two pieces that's, you know, going to be really important for us this year. How, how, how Real quick, one more. 
how much fun is it to throw an alley-oop to Trace? I mean, I'm sure you've done that several times already. Is that fun? Yeah, it's been good. You know, I, I love playing in pick and roll with him, um, as, well, as well as the other uh, big guys. It's, it's been fun. I, I do wonder to follow up on the, the fact that Coach Woodson's just kind of letting you guys play. Do you think that's so he can watch what you find, like you find for yourselves first, like a natural chemistry or, or, or just things that are compatible, say, between you and Trace, and then and then he'll start to implement something incorporating what he sees? Exactly. So, like, this summer we, we, we play every day. Like, he's big on playing a lot, competing. But like you said, just playing and building that chemistry. Um, I think that's how we're going to get better. Um, from when we first got here to now, you just see like a big difference in everyone's game and how much, you know, people are getting comfortable with each other, learning each other's game. So like you said, him just letting us play, get a feel for each other. And then once we probably come back um, mid-August, that's when we'll start to, you know, probably put some offensive stuff in, you know, tune some stuff up. So I know you were rearing to go when you got to Bloomington, hitting the ground running. And then you had a little bit of an obstacle with, with some COVID stuff that you had to deal with that took you out of the game for a little bit. How frustrating was that to just kind of have to wait till you could come back? And and are you dealing with any of the the effects of that still, or is that totally behind you? Yeah, that's totally behind me. That was crazy, actually. Um, yeah, that was. I had COVID last year. Um, well, my junior year during Peace Jam. Oh shit! I, and I caught it like really bad. Like I had every symptom. Like it was it was bad. So this second time I got it, it wasn't really bad, honestly. Like I didn't really have any symptoms or anything. Felt, felt felt a little bad for like a day, but I was cool. So but I started to sit out for a little bit, get some testing done, just you know, just to make sure everything's good with my heart and everything. But yeah, that was definitely a little tough. But now I'm feeling good. Been out there well enough, practicing with the guys, so it's been great. So you have less than a month left before you take the break and then and then come back afterwards. And I'm wondering now you've been there a couple of months two, three more months, the season's starting to creep up. What for you individually are you laser focused on, like this element of your game, that element of your game, that you want to get to yet another level between now and the time of the first game? I mean, so tomorrow's actually our last day. Um, oh. Yeah, tomorrow's our last day, so everyone leaves Friday. So, you know, it was a it was a long summer, but it was quick at the same time. Like, it came by really fast, so. Uh, for me, just, I mean, I'm in college now, so really working on everything. You know, this is a, a game i never seen before. So just um, building off everything I have now, just continuing to working on my shot, um, getting stronger, getting faster, quicker. Um, but really for me, just been watching a lot of film, mm. breaking down the game, making the game uh, simpler. So that's, that's probably the biggest thing. These next couple working really hard and watching a, a lot of film. I love that. I know that Cliff recently... Oh, I wanted to follow up on the film. The sure. film you're looking at, is that primarily like Big Ten opponents and some of the, the pre-conference opponents? I mean, honestly, it's a lot. I'm watching, you know, games from Indiana last year, opponents, uh, watching myself, watching our practices, watching, you know, certain players I look up to. It's honestly a lot of films, you know, trying to make sure I'm, you know, tuning up everything, make sure I know everything I can. Great. All right, so I'm going to ask you to be hypercritical here because obviously you're watching your own practices and I know you're kind of a perfectionist who wants to get better at everything. What is something that you watch for when you're watching yourself? Is there something you do that annoys you that you're like, I got to get better at that thing. I don't like when I do that. Is there something like that that you're looking for? Uh, I, I would say I, I play pretty hard. So for me, just like small stuff, like just me, like when the defense end, not me, 
being like in the in the nail spot or just me not being in a certain spot or me. Wait, wait, we're idiots. What's the nail so, spot? So for us, like we defend a nail slot rim. You know, you have a guy to nail, which is almost like at the free throw line. You have a guy like at the slot area and you have a guy at the rim. So just like small stuff like that. I might see something, someone drive. I'm not there in time. Might be a second off. Uh, me coming off a screen a little too slow or me not making a certain pad, just like everything. Like I'm, I'm watching film for a while, just trying to make sure I know, like, you know, just make the easier play or I should have done this or that. I'm also watching my teammates, like, you know, how they're, how they're playing. Like if our bigs are running the floor, or the wings are sprinting to the corner, just everything, you know? And if they're not, will you say something to them? Yeah, I'll try to, I'll like, next day I'll be like, for instance, like, I'll say something to, you know, Logan, cause you know, that's sometimes, you know, how I'm playing with, I'll tell him like, big guy, you know, you gotta run. Or I'll tell him, you know, we got to set a screen a certain type of way just to, you know, let him know. I love that. Yeah. I know just a couple of days ago, Cliff was posting on his Instagram that it was like the last day to me do measurables, like to see if you how you progressed. And Cliff always does the before and after pictures where the before picture is done with like a flashlight in a mop closet. And then and he tells everybody not to eat for three days. And then at the end, he does really good lighting and pumps everybody up. Uh, but w were there any measurables that you were impressed with for yourself that you really improved on? Uh, I'll say my vertical. Um, my vertical now is a 39. Holy shit. That's, that, is that inches? Is that inches? <laughs> That's inches, not centimeters? That's not centimeters? I measure vertical leap by centimeters. That's what we, Ward and I do. Cliff, <laughs> Cliff measured our vertical. It was a humiliating experience, but if you added our verticals together, we almost get to your vertical. <laughs> almost. I'm going to tell you, work with Cliff for a summer. He'll get you all right. I'm telling you. Uh, if Ward and I work with Cliff for a summer, we'd both be in the hospital. What are you talking about? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> no doubt. Build up. Yeah, right. We got to build up. We got to build up. Uh, what about, um, look, I love talking about Bloomington food. You've been there for a couple months. Are there are you starting to get some favorite restaurants? Um, so lately in the past, I haven't really, I wouldn't say I was a big fan, but a lot of hibachi and sushi, to be honest. Mm. Nice. Hibachi and sushi. It's a place called um Sakura 15. They got good hibachi, hibachi salmon. Um, then there's a place, you know, right where we we're staying right now called Amy Sushi. Really good. Um, like Malibu. Yeah, sure. Um, Uptown Cafe is pretty good. And then if you want to get like like a little cheat day on a Saturday, maybe get some wings at Buffalo's, you know? Yeah. 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 Um, what about dessert on a cheat day? You got a dessert place, a dessert item? So I really don't eat too much dessert. But if it was like a cheat day or something, I would say probably go to like Insomnia Cookies or something. Mm, good call. We're baked. We're baked, guys. We like baked more than Insomnia. Okay. Okay. Mostly, mostly because it's the only place we know, and it's right across from the hotel we stay at, and it's open at three a.m. when we're right. tired and we want cookies. <laughs> right. Um. Uh. Look, I I said something to you on text that you know six months ago, maybe a little longer, you were the guy being recruited by everyone, and now you've turned in. You, we saw you be a recruiter with your good buddy Malik, but now you're being used as a recruiter when guys come on campus and we're in the middle right now of a big recruiting time for Indiana, where they're doing a lot of official visits. Is that weird at all to go from being the recruited to now being the recruiter? 
I wouldn't even say I'm, I'm a recruiter because, I, I mean, all, all, all that goes to the coaches. Like, the coaches do a great job of recruiting and everything. I would just say I'm there just to kind of be there for the player because they could probably maybe understand me more because I'm a player, um, freshman, kind of just in their shoes. So, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say it's weird. I would say it's kind of it's, it's kind of fun, honestly, because it's like now I'm kind of living the college life, just came out of high school. So if we get a recruit coming in, you know, talk a little bit, just tell them, you know, how it is and everything. So Yeah, you're, you're an old veteran now. You've been there two months. <laughs> right. But for me, the conversation, I just like to, you know, get to know them as a person, like kind of see, you know, what teams they play for, you know, what they like to do, just small stuff like that. Just kind of get to know them. I don't really talk too much business-wise. With them, where you know? where'd you go to dinner tonight before this podcast interview? I actually went to Malibu. Malibu. Nice. Hmm. That was that was fun. That was fun. Did everybody there have a good time? No, I had a good time. I like of course. that. <laughs> I like that. Speaking of a good time, alluded to it earlier. You guys got some games before the Big Ten even starts. How excited are you to be playing North Carolina at home, Kansas at Kansas, Arizona and Las Vegas? Like, that's it. I mean, as a player, this is like, this is what you want. You want to be on that stage and me coming in as a freshman and having these games set for me. I mean, I think it's a big opportunity for all of us, you know, not just myself to really showcase, you know, what we can do and, you know, us, you know, having a high preseason, and, you know, this is this is what we want. You know, the, the stage is set. So, you know, all summer we put in work. I know when we come back, we're going to continue to put in work. So you know, I'm excited for all of us. And, uh, you know, I think it's going to be a really exciting year. Uh, yeah. How is your mom and sister doing? They're doing great. Yeah. And they, or you get to see them tomorrow or Friday, I should say. Yep. yep. That's great. Uh, I know that they are coming in. I believe your mom's coming in for the Hoosier Fan Fest. She'll be here when you move back in. Are you excited for your first Hoosier Fan Fest on August 20th and the Fantasy Camp? I mean, I'm super excited. I mean, that's like, yeah, it's crazy to me because like, that's like really soon, you know? Yeah. I, I think it's going to be fun to engage with everybody and, you know, get out there, you know, just, you know, have fun and really do something for, you know, a good cause. So it'll be I good. I love that. So when it comes time to pick your team at the fantasy camp, are you going to pick Eric or are you going to pick me? Uh, you kind of put me in the hot seat right now. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you both. Really well. Do you want, do you want our measurables? I might have to use that or I might just have to write your name on a you know piece of paper and just you know, shuffle it up and just pick one. Yeah, that's the best way. <laughs> please, please do. I thought he was going to say, I'm going to have to write both of your names down and throw them away and pick <laughs> other people and hope that you guys are gone by the time my pick comes around. Um, Jalen, uh, what are uh, your roommate is Malik, right? Yes. Give us something annoying about Malik. What is What does Malik do that's annoying as a roommate? Is he sloppy? Is he messy? What's the deal? Now, Malik's, Malik's a cool roommate, man. Uh, obviously, that's my guy from Auburn. Um, You know, I mean, Malik, Malik's cool. Like, he don't really do nothing too annoying. Well, actually, I lie. One thing he does that's, like, annoying is, like, he'll wake up in the morning and, like, I'll go in the bathroom and I'll hear him, like, scratching his throat, like, like sniffling something, like, with his throat. I'll be like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you immediately think he's got COVID? Nah, not even that. I just, like, he's been doing it for so long. Like, I remember him doing it at Montverde. But like I didn't really have to hear it too much because we weren't roommates. But now that we're 
scared a lot. I'd be like, bro, what are you doing? See, it's like you're it's like you're a married couple because those are the things that are just these little things that end up annoying you. Now, some of us stay married like Ward and some of us get divorced like me. So, you know, some of us can deal with those annoying things a little bit better than others. But that's what happens when you live with people. Those little things, it's like he's just clearing his throat or something. And it's like nails on a chalkboard to you. I know the feeling. No, it's, it's not that bad. Like, believe oh, Don't bad. back up now. Don't back away from Wait, it. Let's flip it. You asked me, like, what was one thing you do annoying? Like, it's not too annoying, but it's just like. OK, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. And you had to search for it. You had to search for it. If. If we asked him that about you, what do you think your annoying thing is? Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. I'm pretty, like, I don't know. I don't know, really. I don't know. That'd be interesting. You have to ask him that. Like, I don't we know. Will. You seem like a, a guy that's pretty easy to live with. You seem pretty laid back. You just go about your business. You know, you're not messing around too much. Yeah, I'm pretty clean. Kind of mind yeah. my business. Wait a little bit. <laughs> Who's the funniest guy on the team? Ooh, funniest guy on the team. We have we have some funny guys to be honest. Like we we actually have some characters. Um, you no, know, actually Caleb Banks. Like I I don't know if to y'all he seemed quiet, but he he's actually pretty funny. Like he he's, he's really actually uh he's really funny. And I, I'm around him a lot because we're freshmen. We kind of live like in the same place. I'm around him, you know, probably more. Um, Tamar is pretty funny. We have we have some funny guys. Like a lot of the, a lot of guys are funny to be honest. Like, we have some funny. Who who does the singing? Who's like singing in the locker room? See, um, it don't really be too much singing going on in the locker room. Okay. But if we are singing in general. I'm probably the singer. Oh, I do. And what are you singing? What are you like? You got an artist that's like your your guy, your gal. Like who's your? What are you? What are you belting out? And you know me, I'm I'm old so you know I like my old school R&B and everything. So I'll be in the shower, you know, singing a little bit. Earth, wind, and fire, like that kind of stuff. Yeah, for sure. Earth, wind, and fire, you know, groups like that, all that. Do I like. Know, it. Do you know about with Marvin Gaye? What's going on? You know that album? Uh, I probably do. Honestly, I, yeah. I, I, I a lot of old school like it's. You know, it's one of those ones that people are like that, that like Rolling Stone will name it like the greatest album of all time with like Sergeant Pepper and Pet Sounds. But I just found out there's one called the Detroit Mix of what's going on, Marvin Gaye Detroit Mix. And it's fantastic. I think it's better than the original one. So that might be one if you're you're going for a run on the treadmill and you want to you want to hear something spectacular, dial that in. But check that out. Check that out. Cool. Who's the who's the best dressed on the team? It's just, um, I mean, this summer, we like, there hasn't really been too much going on. So, like, right. they've been dressing. But I know me, like, you know, if, if I ever want to step out, I definitely throw on a fit. So, I mean, I would probably say me. I haven't really seen too, too much dress because do anything, you know, too much. Let me ask you a question. I'm trying something new today. I've buttoned the top button on this thing. I use, I've never done that in my life, but I see that that's like a European young kids seem to do that. I see a lot of rappers buttoning the top button. What do you think? Is this working for me? Yeah, I think honestly, like you look real clean. Like you like, you know, you're just chilling, kind of, you know, have that look to where, you know, business-like, but you kind of, you know, lay back a little bit, got the cigar with you, you know, good look for sure. Keep, keep going. <laughs> no, I th- <laughs> more, that was more than enough. That was more than enough. <laughs> uh, what's your relationship been like? I know you had a really good relationship coming in with Kenya. He was like the lead recruiter for you. What's it been like building a relationship even more with Kenya, with Yah, with Walsh? 
you know, Jordan Holes, who's new and, and a former Hoosier. What's it been like just building a relationship with those guys? I'm, I'm close to all those guys. Um, obviously seeing them every day. I'm talking to them every day. Uh, I can watch film with them guys anytime. You know, they're telling me what I need to get better at, what I'm doing good at. So, you know, it's been great, honestly. Like, I, we all have that relationship where, you know, it's just we communicate a lot, you know. So it's been, it's, it's been great. Well, and it all comes from the top. What kind of vibe does Coach Woodson lay down for the program? And Coach Woody is a Coach Woody's actually a funny guy, though. I'll be honest. Coach Woody's a funny guy, but he, he he's all business like. You know, we get in there, we compete. You know, off the curry's a funny guy, always cracking a joke. You know, he think he can dance. <laughs> uh, yeah, Coach but yeah, man, it's been great. Coach Woody's a good guy, great coach. Will he? We we've been lucky to see a couple practices where, like you said, it's really business like until the end when like stretching is going on, and then he'll grab a ball, start chucking shots, joking around. Is that when he'll break out a few dance moves? Yeah, he does that almost every day. Like he'll, I like yeah, like you said, the bands come out, we stretching, get his shots up. You know, probably probably tell somebody he's he's the best dancer in here. <laughs> up to you and tell you like back in my day i bust you you know <laughs> <laughs> and that, that's actually his favorite line you know he, he got to throw that so that's great how's that how's that shot of his look is he still putting it through the net and uh coach because Woody can still shoot because Woody can still shoot who is besides yourself who's the best shooter on the team best shooter um i mean i was from the looks of it probably miller yeah it actually Xavier's been shooting the ball really well too as well. Like he's I he he's been working on his shot a lot. He has been hitting a lot of shots in practice. But you know, probably Miller for sure. I love it. Uh what are you most excited about? You've got a couple weeks off, then you're back. We've got Hoosier Fan Fest, and then it's really ramp up to season. Uh what are you looking forward to most this season? Is it just getting out there and competing as a Hoosier, or is there a certain game that you're circling on the on the schedule? What what is it for you that you're most excited for? Everything. Like this is a new chapter for me, so you know I know all the work I put in to you know finally be on a big of a stage like this. You know it, it's honestly a blessing, and I'm excited to just get out there, compete with the guys, and you know play college ball and play against the teams like the Carolinas, the Arizonas, the Kansas. You know, and the list goes on. We have a really good schedule, so I'm excited to get out there and really compete and, you know, show my talents to everybody. Well, and you've been a Hoosier for a couple months now, so we just need to check in and make sure this is the case. But you do completely hate Purdue and Kentucky now, right? I have to, you know. It's part of being a Hoosier. Amen. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. I do want to ask before we let you go, um, when we had Trace on – uh, I don't know what, a couple months ago now, Ward. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things Trace said, and, and you wouldn't really know the difference because you weren't there last year, but he talked about how he wanted to make sure this offseason when the guys got around that you played more basketball together. That it was, you know, yes, you're going to condition, but a lot of open gyms, a lot of run just to build that chemistry. And we talked to Miller, who talked about how competitive he thought things were going to be. When you guys are out there playing five-on-five five full court, how competitive does it get? It's really competitive. You know, we have, like I said, we have talent. Like, we have a lot of talent. So, you know, the guys out there compete, you know, and really just show showcase yourself. You know, everybody, you know, thinks they're the best, obviously. So, you know, 
competing. Like I said, just getting to know each other's games and everything. It's been fun. So we've been having fun and competing, going at it. Uh, like I said, Coach Woody and the coaching staff are big on playing. So we play every single day. Like that's a that's a big part of practice, playing up, getting up and down. So, you know, we've been competing all summer and, you know, we all getting better. How do you decide who runs with who for a given game or given given scrimmage? So it's like it's like they have the teams out like before practice. You know, we'll have a board, they'll have the teams, you know, who's who's on what so have they changed it up a lot so that you're playing with different guys from time to time? Yeah, throughout the summer, you know, they'll, they'll change the lineups, have, you know, certain players playing with certain players or, you know, switching it up a little bit. Have you hit any game winners? Uh, I think I have a couple practices, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I, those are the tape. That's the tape that I would watch over and over again. Just yeah. watch my own game winners over and over again. Yeah, I might have had like a practice or two when I hit like a game winner, maybe. Like oh, er- Eric's Eric's tape would be very short. <laughs> <laughs> Do you? Uh, we know that X is a super competitive, fiery guy. He talks out there. He likes to get annoying into people. Have you uh, had games uh, practices where you've gone against X? Yeah, we had, me and, me and X normally uh, play against each other a lot, actually. And how's that been for you? Is that helpful, just playing against an older guy with the strength and speed that X has? Yeah, it's been really good. Like, I've, I've been happy competing against him because, like I said, he's fast. So, me being there, I think it challenged me to really learn how to, you know, guard faster guards or smaller guards. So, you know, it's been good. And he's strong, so it kind of, you know, challenged me a little bit. So, it's, it's been really good. Who's thrown down the most spectacular dunk of the summer? Uh, probably, I mean, probably Trace, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, Trace had like a couple, like a little jab, right? Maybe get to the lane, like something. Oh, that's crazy. Probably Trace. And yeah. uh, Jordan has been known in practice to throw down some pretty massive dunks. His athleticism is pretty off the charts, isn't it? Yeah, yeah Jordan. Jordan's a freak. Jordan's a freak. <laughs> jump. Jump. Jordan, Jordan probably had a couple too in practice. Yeah. Love Trace. it. All right, look, man, it's about 1030 where you are. You got one more day before you get a nice break, a well-deserved break, and then you're back, and it's Hoosier Fan Fest and Fantasy Camp. We can't wait to see you in person. We've never had the opportunity, the fortune of meeting you in person, so we're really looking forward to that and meeting your family. Uh, We love that you're one of the first-ever Hoosier Hysterics ambassadors. We want to do more NIL stuff with you as the year goes on. And you know, we got your back, man. We're rooting like hell for you. You've brought a lot of excitement to this program. And we love how you carry yourself. We love your your humility, but also your confidence. And and we just can't wait to root like hell for you playing real games, wearing the candy stripes, playing at Assembly Hall, and beating the shit out of all those Big Ten teams on the road, too. I hear that, man. I, I appreciate you guys for sure, man. I appreciate you guys. Enjoy your break. You've earned it. Yes, sir. I mean, it's not going to be too much of a break. You know, I'm still going to be in the gym grinding as, as always, but it's definitely going to be cool to, you know, be around my family a little bit. For sure. Yeah. Hey, no classes. No classes. All right, man. You be good. Say hi to Malik for us and uh, say hi to your mom, and we will see you in just a few weeks. All right. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me. See you guys soon. Safe travels. Okay. Thank you. Nice job. You let me get out that safe travel super clean.
Yeah, I didn't want to say anything. I just shut up. It, it, it nailed it clean. You know how hard that is for me? <laughs> I do, I, and it's appreciated. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, man, I, I was struck by this when we talked to him the first time. I was struck by it each time I talked to him about becoming an NIL ambassador, a Hoosier Hysterics ambassador. Nothing throws this kid. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. he just rolls with everything and everything's quick. He's got a response for everything. He's just so, (laughs) we've talked about this, how there are guys for the most part where how you are as a person is reflected on the court. There's a few guys who flip a switch and become somebody different, but for the most part, you are who you are on the court and off. And if you were to ask me to explain what Jalen is like off the court, it's he's poised, he's mature. You're not going to, you're not going to throw him off. You're not going to move him. You know, what were you saying? Good humored, good humored. Yeah. He just, and that is all those things is what you hear about him on the court. He's a leader. He doesn't get set, uh, sped up. He's mature. He's got a high basketball IQ. He's good humored. He's good humored. He's hilarious on the court. He's doing, doing old globetrotter bits. <laughs> oh, like he's just like, he's old school. He's doing Abbott Costello. It's crazy. Well, he is old school. He's singing earth, wind and fire in the shower and locker room, you know, wherever he can. So I just love the kid. I mean, he is. Here's what, what I representative. Here's what I think. He's so impressive over zoom, but can you imagine like six, five, six, right. five Jalen hood, Shafino coming in and shaking your hand and like, Hey, recruit parent of recruit. Hey, I love it here. This is why I came here. It's just like, you know, when you add that, that size to the equation, it just makes it that much more impressive. Yeah, and you know, like, I make fun of Cliff for the pictures, but, like, Cliff can make anybody look pretty good with their clothes off, like, what, with their what, shirt off. Well, present company not included. Well, with, with Photoshop. Well, well, with a, a lot an, of Photoshop. An expert in Photoshop. Yeah, with industrial light and magic up in San Francisco. <laughs> but you, you can tell more on how good a shape someone's in by how they look with their clothes on. And he is just solid. He just looks so substantial, like just in a sweatshirt. And and he just looks like a rock. And like you said, 6'4", six, 6'5", six, guard, who's going to prevent him from getting in the lane? You know, and on defense, what guard is going to be able to bully him? You know, I mean, I'm just so excited like, to see that backcourt. And that's the thing, because I think, look, we, we hope the trace we're going to see is the trace we saw at the end of last season. I, he really, he set the bar high at about 25 and 12 a game. Um, but look, we all are, are quite familiar with trace, but, and, and X too, of course, but when you, you're putting Jalen out there next to X and that's what my mind keeps going to. And, and I don't get really specific in terms of exactly what they're doing, maybe a little more defensively, just like nobody really being able to get around those super long arms and X's speed. But that's the great um, present under the Christmas tree for this season is seeing those two guys out there. And hey, we'll get a little sneak peek at the Hoosier Fan Fest. Yeah, you'll get to see these guys out on the court. And, you know, like, there's been some pictures of Jalen and X next to each other, and Jalen, like, towers over X. But X is not a small point guard. X is like a 6'3 point guard and built. Like, I don't remember the last time we had a backcourt 
like that. You know, I mean, like we had pretty good size, I guess, with Robert Johnson and, and Jalen, or I'm sorry, uh, James Blackman Jr., but it was different. You know, those guys were different and neither one was as tall as Jalen. Right. But, but, and neither one was as fast as X. So I, I am just so excited to see that backcourt because backcourts equal winning in, in deep runs in the tournament. Yeah. Yeah. It's real exciting. It is so exciting. And it's so exciting. Like you said, that we get to see them and you get to see them in person on assembly halls court playing basketball on August 20th at the fan fest. Who's your fantasy Go get your tickets to see Jalen hood, Shafino throwing lobs to trace Jackson Davis and Jordan Geronimo and Malik. It's going to be in race. It's going to be fun. Yep. Yep. Be there or have to listen to us talk about it on the following week's show and just drip with envy FOMO. You're going to have big time FOMO, right? FOMO. Yep. That's also what the kids are saying. Follow us on Twitter at Hoosier Hysterics for the hysterics. No E, no I. But the sometimes why. From the halls of assembly, you'll hear us scream and shout. Our love of Indiana is manic and devout. Everything I do, we discuss in unique manner. We won't be satisfied until we hang another banner. Us two goofy guys go by names of Ward and Eric. And as you probably know by now, we're Hoosier Hysterics. Hoosier Hysterics. Hoosier Hysterics. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig. Inspiring kid confidence.